Welcome to the AFR podcast. It's Monday, the 27th of March, 2023. Lucky devil. Steve, round two is over. We had a couple of really close games this week, a couple of high-scoring games, but some of the cl- games I know that you were looking at and we were chatting online oh, via, via um, WhatsApp, our normal chats, um, like there was a couple of games, the Chargers and the Tass went down, I'd say to literally the last couple of minutes of the game. Oh, well, I mean, as we were talking, we uh, very briefly, for a brief second there, that yeah, the scores were level with like, what, a minute or two to go, a brief second until Hogan passed the ball. But yes, yeah, so that was, it doesn't get much closer than that. Yep. Passes the ball to Green and Green kicks a goal. But, um, but yeah, so there were some very close games. Um, let's get into it, mate, because I know that um, we'll probably have a, a relatively quickish one here. Um, let's start with the original league first, just because I've got it on my screen. I know Dave has done the commissioner votes. Thank you very much, Dave, for jumping back in and doing that again. Appreciate that, buddy. All right. Game one, it was the Digital Dingoes up against the Wildcards. Big Big scoring game here for you, Steve. Dingoes 172.5 to the Wildcards 156.5. For yourself, mate, Logan McDonald had a day out because Buddy wasn't playing, getting a lazy 36 at key forward. Um, Dacos had another day out, getting 21 at midfield. Darcy Moore, 18.5 at key back, was also pretty good. For the Wildcards, Zebel in at midfield, getting 22. Sicily getting 17.5 at key back, but also... Zach Merritt moved into Rover, getting 15, which isn't too bad either. No, this was, uh, you have to call this an upset, I guess. Uh, the Wildcards, I mean, I guess they didn't play too bad. But uh, unfortunately for them, they happened to run into the Dingoes with, uh, the, as I told you, I think after you congratulated me on my good score, I was like, <laughs> yeah, well, when you got your key forward playing fourth on, it's, um, it's, yeah, it should be a good win, <laughs> apparently. Um, yeah, I think I was still. I, I think yeah, well, I think when I put it together, the buddy was suspended. I was like, "Holy moly, buddy suspended!" Logan McDonald, I almost forgot I had you. I was uh, I was all crying about Mitch Lewis and how Shy Bolton wasn't getting it done for me, and Ben King was still recovering. And like, hey, go go Logan. So that was that was great. And uh, well, considering uh, you know Grundy will be back this week. I got Blakey mm-hmm. playing well. Uh, no Max Gorn, so Grundy's going to be in the ruck. Yep. What did he get, 45 hitouts this week? I know. There's, there's definitely some improvement there for the Dingoes. I'm like, holy moly, I might actually be competitive this year. This is awesome. <laughs> for the first time in I, – I can't even remember that far back. Um, <laughs> it was that COVID year that when we had that short season and you and yep. me were able to like actually just fluke a few wins – Yep. Um, and suddenly we looked at like we're actually good, and yeah, yeah, how deceiving that was. That was very deceiving. But yeah, uh, so uh, apologies, apologies out there to uh, to Damo. Um, uh, he looks like his team's pretty good, but unfortunately, yeah, rough, rough matchup. Yeah, um, I don't know about these commissioner votes because I feel like I should be able to fit in Darcy Moore or or Sicily, but I've given three to Logan McDonald, two to Zebel, and one to Dacos. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Cool. Zebel, I don't want to talk about Zebel. 
<laughs> He's also gunning it down at back, down in the back line as well. Um, this next game was the Hodges Heroes up against the Mighty Bucks. The Heroes got up here, home ground advantage by the looks of things. Um, 169 to 142 for the Heroes. Charlie Kernow was outstanding, getting 32 at forward. Um, Jordan Dawson, not too bad, getting eight, 19 at midfield, but also Jared Witts getting 18 at ruck. Um, for the Mighty Bucks, they had some big scores here, but some very low ones down, which obviously hurt. Um, Nick Larkey getting 26 at key forward. Um, Luke Ryan getting 20.5 at key back. Um, Darcy Parrish getting 30, but Gunston getting one. Daniel Rich only getting 4.5 this week. And, of course, Max Gorn only getting one. Um, really hurt him in the end. You could almost say the Bucks were unlucky with this one just because of Max Gorn and, and some of those really low scores. But good good win here for the Heroes. Yeah, the Heroes, they, they do seem to get the job done, uh, at least against the, the mediocre to low teams. And, well, the Bucks are not that way, but... But yeah, the Bucks would have really loved to get the win here. But uh, Heroes, as per usual, too good, and um, no uh, no shame in the loss there for the Bucks. But yeah, tough. Although I don't I don't really rate. I wouldn't have really rated Gunston or Gorn. To be honest, Rich was a real shock. You're right. Um, but other than that, and well, the, the big question is, will the Bucks be able to survive Nick Larkey actually playing a bad team? <laughs> um, we won't find out for another week because obviously next week. North Melbourne plays Hawthorne, so it should be a win for the Bucks next week. Nice one. Um, for the Commissioner votes, I gave three to Charlie Kerno, two to Luke Ryan, and one to Jared Witts. Beautiful. All right, next game, Southern Titans up against the Surrey Scorpions. Close game here. The Scorpions got up in a big upset, 142.5 to the Titans, 140.5. Joe Danaher, oh, sorry, for the Surrey Scorpions, um, Rory Laird getting 39 at centre. Jack Sinclair getting 22 at midfield. Um, Dylan Shield, my goodness, actually having a roving game, getting 15. Um, were probably the big standouts there for the Scorpions. For the Titans, Joe Danaher getting 30 was outstanding. Um, his backline was pretty strong with Charlie Constable, Weedering and O'Brien, but it was really Ben's centres and mids with Ollie Wines, Canelio and Burton letting him down this week. Yeah, it was a, the, that's, it's certainly a concern for the Titans that, you know, Joe Danaher was at, able to go out there and score 30 and they couldn't get the job done against the Scorpions who are, well, they're just, I mean, they actually played... Dece, well, I mean, obviously they've got they've got issues with Warner and Barras and and Houston there, but I, yep. I feel like the Scorpions are actually that good, but the Titans lost, which yeah, it's not it doesn't look good for either of those teams to be honest. Yeah. Um, commissioner votes I go three to Laird, two to Danaher, and one to Sinclair. Yeah, perfect. Alrighty, next one, Blue Flames up against the Dozers. Blue Flames got up here, 165.5 to the Dozers, 141. Um, some big scores here from the Blue Flames. Jeremy Cameron getting 37 at forward. Um, Tom Lynch, Tom J. Lynch. Does the other Tom Lynch still play? No, I don't think he does. No. No, it doesn't. I don't think he does either. Um, so I can just say Tom Lynch now. Tom Lynch, 26. Um, Patrick Cripps getting 18 at Rover was also pretty damn good. Taylor Walker at Ruck getting zero. <laughs> um, for the Dozers, um, LDU getting 30 at centre. No, so I didn't even, not even attempt that one. Um, 
Shizzle gets straight into the lineup, getting a lazy 21.5 at key back. Um, Flaston getting 12 at back as well was also pretty good for the Dozers. It's pretty sad, isn't it, that, um, that the Dozers actually reasonable all-round effort. I mean, obviously a few passengers, but I mean, that's just, I think that's the best they can do with their pretty poor roster. And the Blue Flames just show up. They don't even have a ruck. Yeah. No, no ruck. And they're just going to canter to a 20-odd point win. You could argue they didn't have a tagger in a back as well. <laughs> they just, like, it's, they never looked, like, in doubt that they would win, even though they're a man down. That just says it all about the difference between the Blue Flames and the Dozers roster. That's yep. it. Like, man, Lynch and Cameron as your forward line at the moment is just, it's, yeah, I mean, really, the fact that they have no ruck at the moment is actually giving teams a chance to outscore them. And even then, like, not by much. Um, so as soon as they get there, it, it makes me laugh that the Blue Flames don't have a ruck, though. That is just beautiful. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> don't, didn't you plan, didn't you, like, draft enough rucks this year, Benny? What's going on, man? Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, I gave three to Jeremy Cameron, two to Harry Shizzle, and one to Tom Lynch. Ah, <laughs> uh, funny. <laughs> um, the last one, Natas versus the Chargers. It was a close game, as we were talking about before, 152.5 to the Chargers, 147.5. Natas... Bit too strong, obviously. Toby Green getting 26 at forward was pretty good. Took Miller getting 31 at centre. Um, but then it was sort of solid across the board. Um, McGovern getting 16, Darcy getting 14. For the Chargers, really it was my forward line that kept me in this game and Matt Flynn. Hogan getting 30, Ben Brown getting 24, um, and Matt Flynn getting 19.5. Still a bit of room to happen here. Um, I don't know what happened to Jordan Degoe. I haven't seen the game, but to go from where he was to only getting four kicks, there's there's got to be something going on. I don't know what the heck's going on. Yeah, that was a pretty brutal way to win. I mean, to lose in the end. Like, you know, obviously you're going to have a five points when your key forward marks and then passes to the other guy's forward who kicks his fourth. That's just... Oh, salt in the wound. It's it's a bit rough for Natas and for the Chargers at the moment. I know that the Chargers are going to lose Hopper this week by the sound of it. And Natas are going to lose Short. And those are two of the best players that they have, both of them. So I'm like, oh, man. Um, Ashcroft yeah. straight in. Leave him at centre. Forget yeah. about it. Absolutely. Ashcroft <laughs> centre. And for the next 15 years, pretty much. Um I think that, and the Tats probably have some long list of backs that they can play in midfield. No problem there with short out. Um, although, man, Nathan, Nathan Wilson, the uh, double agent there, the, the ex-charger just goes up in the Tats lineup and we all know that all he ever does is do, do rebounds. And what does he do this week? Nothing. So, <laughs> some good work, Wilson. Cam will uh, drop him this week against in the uh, West Coast Fremantle game and he'll absolutely gun it. Yeah, you know it's going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, Natas just don't look scary anymore. And and the Chargers, it's, man, like you said, man, it's weird, isn't it? Your forward line firing so well, and that midfield is just a nightmare. Man, I'm, glad, I'm glad Redmond's kicking for you. That's something at least. And then what what's happened to your key back? What's, have you got someone else? No, I don't have a key back. Damn. My key back, really, Redmond could play key back as well. Viney's back, so they're going, he'll slide straight in. He got one more tackle than um, Neil Bullen, so 
um, he'll come probably back in. But yeah, my back line I need to I need to have a look at. I mean, Hardwick I picked up in the draft. Brody Smith, he was my number one pick last week last year. So see what we can do. Yeah, I'm 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 feeling bad because I think I'm going to have to drop Luke McDonald this week. Blakey's Blakey's out doing him. Yeah, and, uh, and North Melbourne keep playing all these crap teams, so it's like it's just not getting it's just not going to look in. Um, commissioner votes. I don't know about this one. I, I really don't know. Um, you'll pr- please veto. Tell me to change it. But I gave three to Green, two to Hogan, and one to Flynn, which seems strange. Uh, no, that's. I mean, you know, ben, right. ben Brown's up there. I think that's about right, though. It's, there's, there's no one else who's really done much. We just. Cool. just so that's not that's good. Cool. Alrighty. Um, in terms of the ladder, obviously it's still fairly early in the season, but in terms of the top five, we have the heroes on top with two and O. Blue Flames on um in second, two and O. They're seventeen points behind the heroes, who are the highest scoring team. Then we have the Bucks one and one, Wildcards one and one, and the Dingoes one and one. So that's the top five. Then we have Natas one and one, Titans one and one, Scorpions are in eighth, one and one. Chargers are 0 and 2 in ninth, and the Dozers are 10th 0 and 2 as well. Yeah, interesting thing to me is the power power ladder pretty much agrees with that top five, which is you know. Yep. So it already seems like it's spreading a little bit. It's, it's like you know that the Titans and the the Chargers even I think like look probably I mean they're not they shouldn't be 0 and 2. They've just had a couple of tough opponents or a bit of tough luck this week at least. Um, yeah, but it's not that that ladder doesn't look significantly out of line, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have to wait and see with the coming weeks whether that actually holds or not. Yep, yep. All righty, let's jump across to the Super League. As I said, thanks again, Dave, for doing the um, the votes again this year. All right, first game Thylacines up against the Convicts. Close game here. Thylacines got up 159 to the Convicts 151.5. Um, for the thylacines, big call-outs here, obviously, for Nick Dacos getting 21 at midfield, Patrick Cripps getting 18 at Rover, Darcy Moore getting 18 and a half at keyback. Um, for the convicts, Merrick getting 31 at centre, um, James Sicily getting 17.5, Isaac Cumming getting 13.5 at back, sorry, Sicily was at keyback, and, of course, Toby Nankervis getting 18.5 at the ruck. In terms of the commissioner votes, Dacos got the three. Um, Errol Goulden, who I didn't even mention, where's he? Oh, he got 19 at midfield, and Darcy Moore got one. This is a, this is a bit of a turn up, I think. Obviously, I mean, when the defending premiers go down, uh, especially to a team that uh, put up the second best score last week and now is uh, two and zero, that's we 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 maybe we've got something happening here. The thylacines might be back after two years in a row of being awful. I guess we did get a bit of a hint last year, because I don't know if you remember the mid-season, by the mid-season draft last year that the thylacines were dead last and looked terrible, but in yep. the second half of the year after you know getting Wright and Marshall, they kind of went on a bit of a run, but they were so bad in the first half of the year, they still couldn't get any higher than ninth. Yep. But they more or less, I think they went four and five in the second half of last year, and that you know, even though it didn't really get them up the ladder much, it meant that it gave me a bit of a hint that maybe this team isn't as awful as we have thought for the last two years and they might be turning the corner. And now this year, wow, corner turned. 
um, especially to be able to knock off the Premiers, given, you know, even with Marshall and Hugo Hagen not doing much. That's, yeah, it's impressive. It is. That it is. So, yeah, that's that. That's definitely seems like a bit of a change. So we'll see. We'll see if they can keep it up. Alrighty. Uh, next game is the Atoms against the Brawlers. The Brawlers got up here one fifty four point five to the Atoms one forty four point five. Brawlers were without Stephen May, who was a late withdrawal, but um, I'm not sure if Bill was away or just didn't see it. But in the end, didn't need it. Um, need to bring someone in there. Ben Brown got 30 for the Brawlers. Um, Oscar Allen, 14 at forward. Um, Sarong got 31 at centre. Um, then it was sort of strong across the midfield for him. Jared Witt's getting 18 at, at, sorry, at Ruck. For the Adams, some big scores, but once again, some really low ones um, in some of those key positions. Hogan getting 30. Parrish getting, uh, sorry, Hogan was at key forward. Parrish getting 30 at um, centre. Jacob Wiedering getting 15.5 at key back. Um, Darcy getting 14 at Ruck was also pretty damn good as well. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, Ben Brown got the three, followed by Jesse Hogan, and Sarong got the one. Uh, this is a brutal game for the, the Tyler because when we sat down on Thursday to discuss his lineup and we decided to make all these changes and almost universally every change we made backfired. Um, and it's it's horrible, man, when you're like, you know, you swap Wanganin, Malera, and Sinclair, and it costs you 13 points. That Just that swap, if, if, if Wanganin, Malera had been at back and Sinclair in the midfield, they would have scored 13 more points the Adam. You drop, you drop Anderson, you put Warner in your midfield, and that costs you 11 points. So that also, even, you know, either one of those changes hadn't been made would have changed the result. <laughs> and, um, and then swapping Parrish and Took Miller, that also cost... Uh, I think that one only cost about eight points or something. But, man, add them all up. It's like the Mighty Adams almost should have top scored for the week if we, hadn't, if we just left the lineup alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't you hate those weeks? Yeah. And, and the Adams obviously have got some injury issues already, so they really don't need to screw up their lineup. So, of course, you know what's going to happen this week. We'll put the lineup all back again, and it, it'll swing the other way. And Yeah. And we'll just keep point chasing, and and Andrew Baker will shake his head and go, "You idiots, just leave the lineup alone." <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like chasing those points. I did it this week as well. <laughs> oh, well. but um, but let, let's be honest. The the brawlers, like they were, like you said, they're a man down, and they still got the job done. So the brawlers, the bandwagon's back. Yep. <laughs> so much for the rebuild, Bill. Um, next one was Nexus versus the Farmtums. The Farmtums got up here by 0. 0.5, 155.5 to Nexus, 155. Um, for the Farmtums, Rowan Marshall getting 14.5 was obviously one of the things that got him over the line, but Tom Lynch getting 26 at key forward, um, McGovern getting 16 at key back, um, but realistically, they're the only people who really jumped up. Um, the rest had relatively good games, um, but um, no one really took the took it by the uh, the horn, so to speak, and, and really um, made this game win. I uh, got the Farmtons this score of one fifty five. Nexus, you'd almost say, I don't know if they lost it. Cam would be saying that they lost it and they should have won it. Um, Cameron got in, getting thirty seven at forward. 
uh, Luke Ryan getting 20 at 20.5 at key back. Rory Led getting 16 at Tagger, but everyone else was down. Yeah, it's true. Commissioner votes, so just before we go, keep going. Um, commissioner votes, Jeremy Cameron got three. Tom Lynch got two. Luke Ryan got one. It does feel that way. Nexus definitely have some match winners, but they've got some major passenger issues as well there. That's um, that's that's rough. They, they really, I mean, when you've got Cameron, Laird, and Luke Ryan, and normally, you know, the likes of Tom Hawkins, although he's certainly had a very quiet start to the year. I don't know if that was his, you know, obviously he was touch and go whether he was going to be able to play week one, so maybe he's just taken a while to warm up. But I think he did an ankle, like the week before round one. Yeah, so he's, he's maybe he's not quite yeah 100% yet, so it'll take him a while to warm up. But or maybe it's just the cats are just not not that had a couple of tough matchups. And he'll have a have some nice easy ones, I think, in the coming weeks. The cats and that'll be fine. They'll be Nexus will be back, but uh, it's um it's not the start Nexus would have wanted to this year. And again, much similar to Natas, you get that feeling that they're like they, you don't fear playing Nexus like you used to. I mean, especially not if the Phantoms are beating you. Uh, although, you know, that's a bit rough. But the Phantoms, the Phantoms look all right. That's a pretty good all-round, you know, performance. Mm. Not sure Dustin Martin's got it anymore. So, but it's going to be hard for Thomas to let go there. But, um, so, but, uh, but no, so it's a good all-round effort from the Phantoms. So, yep. hopefully they can, uh, you know, get a bit more of the rub of the green. Certainly something to build on. That is for sure. Um, the next game was the Flashing Phoenixes up against the Major Warriors. Um, Phoenixes got up here 160.5 to the Warriors 132.5. Um, for the Phoenixes, Danaher getting 30 um, was outstanding. Tom Atkins at Tagger getting 24. Um, Angus Brayshaw getting 18 at midfield. Um, and, of course, Riley O'Brien getting a lazy 15 at Ruck. For the Warriors, Max Gorn being named at key forward certainly is obviously showing a major hole in his team. Um, <laughs> one Gorn is now gone for six to eight weeks or whatever it is, or however long it is. But, yeah, he got zero at key forward. Um, that still wouldn't have been enough for him to, to get over the line. But um, Jack Rewalt getting 14 at forward. Um, probably Liberatore getting 16 at Tagger and Liam Jones getting 15 at key back were probably the outstanding players for the Warriors. In terms of the commissioner votes, it was three for Atkins, two for Danaher and one for Brayshaw. Mate, the Warriors did not end the year or did not have a good year last year. And obviously that was not a blip. No, it seems like uh, it's... Well, I mean, I we got the impression last week that it was things were not good and that this is certainly not... Uh, this, there's been nothing in the first two weeks to make us think they've improved at all. Like, it's a very different... Like, you know, obviously the thylacines were down in ninth and were bottom of the ladder a lot of the year as well and the major warriors were down there with them. Uh, but we've had very different starts to the year by the thylacines and the major warriors. The major warriors look like the rebuild is just beginning and the thylacines are starting to... Yeah, so it's a very different circumstance. The Phoenixes, though, like they pretty much stuck with the same lineup they had in the first week, and uh, despite the fact that their back line went backwards, uh, a lot of their other players came good. Like uh, like we saw Danaher and Atkins, particularly Hayden Young's probably going to be out in his ear, which is a bit sad, but that's, uh, that's the way it goes. But um, uh, but yeah, they'll uh, they'll be missing Hopper this week uh, by the looks of things. But uh, the Phoenixes. You know, much like the old code hangers, they seem to you know they have a win, have a loss, have a win. Yeah, yeah. they they're, they're going to be around about it. I don't know if they're quite 
you know, I don't know if they're quite uh, top five material, maybe, but, uh, you know, if, if, if that Brisbane forward line starts clicking, maybe, but uh, no, but I, uh, any team should be expecting to beat the Warriors and, you know, they did that, so good for them. Yep. Uh, last game was the Marvels up against the Sons of God. Um, Marvels got up here, 161, to the Sons of God, 136.5. For the Marvels, Logan McDonald getting 36, as we've touched on before. Um, Dave played Shizzle at Santa getting 30. It sort of just shows how much that kid is getting the ball in the North Melbourne back line. Josh Dacos getting 17 at midfield. Um, and also Darcy Cameron getting 14.5 at Ruck was also pretty good. Um, for the Sons of God, Charlie Kerno got a lazy 41 at key forward. Um, then it really sort of drops off there for the, the Sons of God. They did not have a very good week at all. Um, you touched on it before, Steve, when you've got Daniel Rich, who was just gunning it last week, getting seven and a half this week certainly doesn't help. But his midfield also let him down. Um, just a little tip for Ben. I don't know if he's um, if he listens to this or anything like that, but it's a tip for everybody else. If you name a bench, um, your bench will be automatically carried over forever until you next submit your team and go down to your bench and you'll see an option there called no bench. That will remove the, the player from um, being named as a bench player. So Ben had named um, Bontempelli in round one. Um, and obviously Bontempelli was there named again. Um, I don't reset it at the end of the week. Um, you need to manually I, remove that player. Yeah, I just thought the Sons of God were traumatised after last year's grand final. We're just going to name <laughs> forever now. Wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, Logan McDonald got three, Charlie Kerno got two, and Harry Susel got one. Ah, the controversial Logan McDonald, despite... Being in the same position as Kerno and scoring less gets the three because he was on the winning team. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is this seems like just the case of another great Logan McDonald inspired win. I'm not convinced that's going to continue because unfortunately Buddy's back and he's probably not playing the Hawks this week. Although he does look like he'll be okay, Logan McDonald. I'm not sure he's going to be kicking thirty odd very often, but uh, but the Marvels. Um, very solid score, great work. Sons of God, very concerning. Um, they've gone from like being like nigh unbeatable for most of the second half of last year in the uh, Super League to uh, now being 0-2, despite Charlie Kerner looking pretty damn awesome. So, um, yes. It's mirroring the AFL. It's concerning. Concerning, Sons of God. Um Hopefully, for their sake, they get a, an easier matchup next week. They've already played the Convicts and the Marvels. It's two pretty informed teams, so uh, maybe they'll get an easier one next week. Like, you know, ne- Nexus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nexus. <laughs> All right. Um, let's have a quick look at Little Dadir. Um Sorry, because I haven't looked at the tab for a little while. Google Chrome has now put that tab into hibernation, so I just need to refresh it. I might do the other tabs as well while I'm... Going in there. All right. Um. All right. Here we are. All right. Ladder is Bills. Um. The brawl. Bills brawlers are sitting on top two and O with the highest score in the comp. Thylacines are in second two and O. Marvels are two and O. Um. There's not much between the two of them. Of the three of them. Convicts are on one on one. They're in fourth, and the Phoenixes are in fifth one on one. Then in sixth we have the Phantoms one on one. 
Mighty Adams 1 and 1, Nexus 0 and 2, Sons of God 0 and 2, and Major Warriors are 0 and 2 as well. And uh, yeah, again, it's interesting to look at the power ladder again. Thylacine's Marbles and Brawlers are well out on top. Um, Major Warriors have been the lowest scorer two weeks in a row. Ouch. And yep. uh, that means, like, you know, Sons of God and Nexus then really not much doing doing much better than uh, than them either. So, whew, uh, that bottom three, rough, rough, rough. Um, I'm assuming the Sons of God and Nexus are probably going to turn it around at some point. Um, but, uh, yeah, you do get that feeling like maybe some of those middle teams like the Phantoms, the Phoenixes, the Phylacenes, even the Marvels who didn't make finals last year, all of them. Seem to look a little bit better this year, which is going to put some serious pressure on the likes of uh, yeah, Nexus and Sons of God if they're going to try and turn it around. And even someone like the Adams, who have made finals the last two years, but uh, maybe not firing on all cylinders quite yet. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Plenty of time to catch up, though. Plenty of time. All righty, let's jump across, mate. We had Champions League this week. Um, we have a week off this week in the Champions League, but we did have some games on the, in round two. Um, in Group A... We had the Blue Flames up against the Phoenixes. The Blue Flames got up there, and then Nexus were up against the Dozers, and Nexus got up there. So the ladder for Group A is the Blue Flames are on top with eight points. Phoenixes are on four points. Nexus are on four points in third, and the Dozers in fourth place with zero points. But there's a bit back for them to catch. Yeah, this this group does already look like the Dyer's cast. Like the Blue Flames are far and away the best team in the group, and the Dozers are far and away the worst team in the group. And so it's really going to come down to Phoenixes versus Nexus for that second spot. And that's convenient because they play each other when we come back in a couple of weeks, and that will be fascinating. But yeah. but although in the end, really, it's just the you know the first half of the first leg of the probably pair of games because really it'll come to that down to that last round and. Mm. Mostly. Hopefully it'll come down to that. What, a, what an ending. That would be cool. Yeah. Doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Um, group B, we had the convicts up against the wild cards. The wild cards got up there and the heroes up against the brawlers and the heroes got up there. So the heroes are on top with eight points, followed by the brawlers on four points. Then the wild cards are in third on four and the convicts on zero, but they're in four. Um, sorry, obviously in fourth spot. Sorry, just as I was talking there, I was looking at the back. It's still, the convicts aren't exactly out of it, but they need to claw some of that back down. Yeah, this is uh, crazy. Hey? Like, this is, as we've discussed, the group of death. It's almost like you know, four of the absolute top teams. The only team, I think, anywhere else in the whole Champions League that looks better than any of those four would be maybe the Blue Flames. Um, the Marvels are doing okay, but they're still, even, the, even though... They're um, looking clearly top of their group, which we'll get to. They're still not as good as any of the four in this group in terms of points for, which is yep. nuts that, you know, you've got four of the top five scoring teams in Champions League all in the one group. So the fact that the heroes are 2-0 and in this group is outstanding for them. But the convicts, yeah, no shame in being 0-2, but, uh, yeah, the pressure is on, as you're saying, mate. They play the brawlers in a couple of weeks. That will be a chance to get them right back in the game. Uh, and that will be a fascinating matchup of Super League teams there. And the wild cards will play the heroes. That will also be, well, it'll be a, it'll be a challenge for the wild cards. They've already got a win, so that's, that's heck, just getting a win in that group is quite the achievement. It certainly is. Yeah, the points four in there is just, just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it really 
definitely is. Um, group C, we had Natas up against the Farmtoms and the Farmtoms got up there. And then we had the Adams up against the Chargers and the Chargers got up. So in terms of the ladder, the Chargers are on top with eight points. Farmtoms are in second on four. Then we have the Adams on four points and Natas on zero. But once again, the back, is, there's nothing in this. Yeah, absolutely nothing in it. So it's a, it's a very strange group here. It's good for the Chargers to be like winless in the Premier League, in the Premiership, but undefeated in the Champions League. You've always got a level when that kind of stuff happens. But yeah. um, but really, this could anything could happen here. Um, the it's, it is interesting that you know Chargers will get to play in the Tass, a bit of a rematch in that. Uh, but man, if the Chargers can somehow pull up a win against the Tass in a couple of weeks' time, that will be huge because that would suddenly yeah. So in the Tass. Chargers game is is the massive one in a couple of weeks because Phantoms Adams, you know, well, they've both got one win. One of them's going to win, but it's not going to be decisive in any one way. But if the Chargers get to 3-0 and and put Natas in an 0-3 hole, woo! It may not necessarily get me in, but it will knock Natas out. It will make it it very uh, difficult for Natas and Chargers will be just one step away. Yep. Of not making the standard. Um... (laughs) Group D Um, Group D We had the Sons of God up against the Scorpions Scorpions won that one And then we had the Titans up against the Marvels And the Marvels won that one So Marvels are on top with 8 points Followed by the Titans on 4 points Scorpions on 4 points And Sons of God on 0 Again, similar kind of situation here in this group Marvels are the only team playing well The other 3 are Well, they look good They are not well, you know, the Titans and Sons of God, normally you'd think maybe, and Scorpions actually had one good week, but but Marvels, man, look like fantastic. But now the Marvels play the Sun, like you'd think the Sons of God, well, they're going to turn it around, but they play the Marvels in two weeks' time, and again, that'd be huge because if Sons of God sink to an 0 3 hole, whew, it's, it's, uh, it's a big one to try and dig yourself out of, that's for sure. Yep, that it is. <laughs> All right. Well, as I said, we've got a rest in the Champions League this week, but we do have the AFR Cup um, qualifying rounds. Um, so Pretty some teams of sorry, bit of interleague matchups for me and me and uh, Zach. I yeah, they miss out because we're so crap normally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some teams have automatically qualified, but there's a couple of teams here that do need to go through to play off in the round of 16. So the first game, Steve, here is the Mighty Bucks. They will play the winner. Uh, they'll. The winner will play the Blue Flames in round six, but how do you see this one going? Bucks Brawlers, man, that is rough because they both are playing pretty damn well at the moment. Um, I'd, I'd go the Brawlers, but uh, Bucks can do anything. Yep. Um, next, so the next group would be Wildcards versus Adams in the round of 16, Heroes versus Farmtoms. But then the next gap is the Chargers versus the Warriors. The winner of that team, with that game, goes off on to play the Sons of God. You got to tip the Chargers. Yes, you do. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we've got Natas. have got to buy. But then it's the Dingoes up against the Marvels. Though, of course, the winner of that will play Natas. That's a rough matchup. I feel like the. Hopefully, for my sake, the Marvels can actually have a down week this week. Although we've both got Logan McDonald, so I don't know. Maybe that'll be weird, but I'd probably say the Marvels are going to get up, sadly. Yep. <laughs> um, then round of 16, we've got the Scorpions versus Nexus, Titans versus Phoenixes, and then the Ashy Convicts will play the winner of the Dozers versus the Thylacines. Lucky devil. 
Thiel exactly. Saints are going to win. Yeah, you think Thiel Saints should win that one, but uh, yeah, I wish I had a matchup like that in qualifying. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, all righty. Uh, I think that is it. All right, let's kick over and have a look at the round that is coming up, which is, of course, round three. Let's start with the Super League dude. Um, first game, it is the Thylacines up against the Farmptoms. Got to tip the Thylacines on their form. Although Farmptoms put up a 155, that's not too bad. Farmptoms have been looking okay. I you just feel like the Thylacines are just travelling a little bit better at the moment. But, uh, yeah, but Farmptoms are not, there's certainly no pushover. Yep. So who are you picking? Thylacines. Thylacines. Mighty Adams versus the Warriors. Adams are going to split them. Yeah, you think the Adam? That's I, I like what you did there. That's that's Thank nice. You. <laughs> <laughs> the Adams. It's, it's hard to pick anyone. Uh, I'll pick, pick the Warriors against anyone at the moment. So yeah, it's got to be the Adams. Yep. Uh, next one is Nexus versus Sons of God. Grudge match here. Sons of God, comeback game. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so as well. Um, sorry. Cool. Um, then we have the Phoenix is up against the Convicts. Convicts looking for the bounce, I think. Ooh, it's the it's the ladies' game. Um, yeah, con- uh, I think the Convicts will bounce back here. Yeah. Yep. And then Marvels up against the Brawlers. Big, Big game. game. I I'm gonna go with the Brawlers at the moment. Although again, Marvels are be able to prove me wrong. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> go the Brawlers, but I don't know if his backup is for my. I oh, may could be back even this week, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah it could be. Um, all right, the original league, we have the Dingoes versus the Scorpions, the Grudge Match, the Brothers. Yeah, I think that I think the Dingoes are going all right. I think we should, I think we can handle the Scorpions. You reckon? Yep, I think so. <laughs> then we have the Heroes up against the Dozers. Heroes. Heroes. <laughs> yep. Um, then it will grudge match Titans versus the Chargers. I reckon the uh, Chargers might get on the board here. I'm a little bit, uh, the Titans aren't uh, scaring me as much as they used to. And I feel like the Chargers have been a bit unlucky and as the Champions League will show. So I reckon, I reckon Chargers might, I know you're what you're going to tip, so I don't have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't tip against myself. So of course I'm going to tip the Chargers. <laughs> I wonder how many times I have tipped against myself. It's got to be about half a dozen or something. Probably every time you win. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Go Titans. All right. Um, next one is the Blue Flames up against the Wild Cards. This is a grudge match as well. This is rough for the Wild Cards. They've had some uh, tough matchups to kick off here because uh, I feel like, uh, well, you feel like, you know, again, I'm not sure the Blue Flames are going to get a ruck back this week which um, might be a bit tough on them. Um, maybe that is a bit of a, you know, chink in the armor the wild cards could uh, exploit. I still feel like I'm going to pick the blue flames. Blue flames, they've got to be too strong. Yep. yep. Okay. <laughs> um, and the final game, buddy, is Natas versus the Mighty Bucks. Wow. Are we, we going to... 
well, yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Bucks because I think they they were huge in the first week, and I think uh, last week they they just kind of had a few blips that sort of threw them off. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I reckon uh, I reckon they'll get the job done. Although, yeah, well, you feel like Hawkins is eventually going to kick in, but no, the Bucks at the moment. Yeah, I've got to tip the Bucks as well, just because yeah. The, the tasks don't, as you said earlier on, I don't think they'll look as threatening as what they Now they're going to come out and get 220 or something. Yeah, it'll happen any week now. But Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, buddy. Um, I think we're done. Um, no major, no housekeeping as such this week, everybody. Um, but do remember that it is um, a long weekend coming up. So I think we're all used to the Thursday night games now. I really hate it from a, trying to predict who I should play when... You don't know who's getting named on the Sunday, and that, yeah. Anyway, mm. but I, I think Thursday nights are going to be here to stay for for a while. I think, especially if the new TV rights kicks in, or once they kick in, I think it'll be Thursday, Friday. Thursday will be a be for good. I think. I reckon. Yep. Um, but yeah, no major housekeeping. So everyone have a fantastic week. We will be back, of course, this time next week to recap everything that is AFR. So Steve, thank you once again for joining me, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Have a fantastic week, everyone, and we will chat to you soon. Bye.